But there's a message that's far more important than any message you will hear or see tonight during the Super Bowl. This message far surpasses any message that a gecko lizard or a Clydesdale horse could try to convey. It's the most important message the world has ever heard. It's the most important message you'll hear today. Now, if you miss the message of the gecko lizard and the Clydesdale horse, your life's not going to change that much. But if you miss this most important message, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, your life will change forever. Welcome to the weekly podcast of Independent Methodist Church in Macon, Mississippi. It is our hope that this message will encourage you, strengthen your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. From the time we wake up in the morning to the time we go to bed each night, we're constantly bombarded by different messages of all kinds. Text message, email, voicemail, Facebook messages. Most of us get in our vehicles and there's all kind of messages going on on the dashboard. It's lit, lit up like a Christmas tree most of the time with bells and whistles going off and all kinds of messages telling us something about our vehicle. Uh, last time I bought a pickup, it's been some years back, I went and I was looking at different trucks and everything's got all the bells and whistles. And I told the salesman, I said, I wish they'd go back to making and selling just a plain old pickup truck, like a 1970s F100, something like that. I, I told him, I said, if they would do that, I'd be the first in line. And he looked over his glasses and he said, son, you'd be the only one in line. <laughs> That'd be okay, I'd be there. But there are, there's so many messages out there. We hear news messages on the radio and on the television and the media likes to put their spin on that message and let you get the message they want you to hear. And then there are those commercial messages on television trying to get us to drive this or eat that or put this on or go here, experience this. Messages of all kinds and they come with all kinds of different ways to get their message across. Over the years we've seen television commercials with green lizards trying to get us to buy car insurance. Cuddly bears trying to get us to buy a certain type of toilet paper or fabric softener. Those majestic Clydesdale horses trying to get us to buy alcohol. And then in years past, little chihuahuas to try to get us to buy tacos from Taco Bell. There are all kinds of commercials out there. And today is Super Bowl Sunday. And so tonight, every time there's a break, you'll get commercial messages coming to you with all different kinds of stuff. $7 million for every 30 seconds is what I saw last night. $7 million. Now that's got to be some kind of important message for them to pay that kind of money for 30 second spots. But there's a message that's far more important than any message you will hear or see tonight during the Super Bowl. This message far surpasses any message that a gecko lizard or a Clydesdale horse could try to convey. It's the most important message the world has ever heard. It's the most important message you'll hear today. Now, if you miss the message of the gecko lizard and the Clydesdale horse, your life's not gonna change that much. 
But if you miss this most important message, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, your life will change forever. When it comes to the gospel message, each and every one of us has a choice to make. The person who rejects the gospel has no hope and they're destined to an eternity in hell. But on the other hand, those of us who believe the gospel and receive it and receive Jesus Christ as Savior have eternal life in heaven waiting on us. We have forgiveness of sins. And so this morning as we consider the message of the gospel as it's written and revealed for us here in Titus chapter 3, I want to bring to your attention three characteristics of this most important message. Now look with me there. Titus chapter 3. We're going to begin reading in verse 3. Paul writes, At one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask You to be here among us this morning, Lord. May we feel your Holy Spirit. Father, help us to glean from this message what you'd have us to hear. Speak to our hearts. Hide me behind the cross, Lord. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. When we think about the most important message that you and I will ever hear, I want us to look at three things about this gospel message. First thing I want you to know, it's a message of everlasting love. Everlasting love. God's love is everlasting. Listen to Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 3. Through the prophet Jeremiah, God speaks and says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And keep your finger in Titus, but turn with me to Psalm 136. Psalm 136. Like I said, we'll come back to Titus in just a minute. But I want to just read a first first few verses of Psalm 136. Psalm 136 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To Him who alone does great wonders, His love endures forever. And it goes on and on and on for 26 verses. And notice in that Psalm 136, each and every verse has that same phrase. His love endures forever. God's love is an everlasting love. It endures forever. When we think about the everlasting love of God, as we turn back to Titus chapter 3, when we think about the everlasting love of God, it's part of this gospel message, this most important message that you'll ever hear. Think about the extent of his love. Paul writes in some very vivid language there in in that uh, verse 3 of Titus chapter 3. 
what we were before we came to know Jesus. Listen to what he says. At one time we were foolish, meaning we were ignorant of everything about God. He says we were disobedient, rebellious toward any authority, any kind of mandate that God would put down and institute. We were deceived, continually led deeper and deeper into sin by Satan. He says we were enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We were a slave to our own sinful desires. Living in malice, he says, that means we're given over completely to a lifestyle of evil. And I thought about as I read over that, thought about back in Genesis, when God said he was grieved that he'd made man because every inclination of their heart was turned toward evil. And I think about our world today, not a whole lot's changed. Every inclination of the heart of man is bent toward evil. Envy, it talks about there, Paul writes in verse 3, never being satisfied with what we have. And then hating one another. And that's the natural fruit of everything that Paul mentioned beforehand. Every one of those words leads up to a hatred for your fellow man. It leads up to a life that's mean-spirited with no love for each other. Hard to get along with. This is what we were before we accepted Christ. And these words that we read here describe someone currently who hasn't accepted Christ. They're all these things, though they may not realize it. The Bible reminds us repeatedly that we're a fallen, ruined, spiritually bankrupt people. Listen to Ephesians chapter 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. In our natural condition, without Christ, we deserve nothing but judgment and death. Those verses we just read describe someone out of Ephesians there that they describe someone that's without Christ, dead in their sins and deserving of judgment. But then we come to verse 4 of our text there. And we see the evidence of God's love. And praise God for the first word of that verse 4. Paul goes on there in verse 3 and lists all those Ways, those ugly ways that we were before Christ. But then the beginning word of verse 4 is a little three-letter word, B-U-T, but. There's a whole lot of meaning in that little word. Let's read verse 4 again together. It says, but when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. In other words, in spite of all the nasty, ugly ways that we have, God still loved us. God still saves us. We reach out to him. When the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Now, how does God display his love? That's told there to us in verse 6. It says, through Jesus Christ. God gave evidence of his love for fallen man by sending his son into the world for die, to die for us. Romans 5 and verse 8 says, 
God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If you need evidence that God loves you, you only need to look as far as the cross of Calvary. That's the evidence that God loves us. You don't need a feeling. You just need to look to the cross. You need to see Jesus dying on the cross for you and for me. Listen to the message of the cross as it's told to us through the prophet Isaiah in chapter 53 and verse 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 says these words, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You and I are special to the Lord. He loves us with an everlasting love. And that's the reason for the awful death of Jesus on the cross. See, the cross says, I love you. That's the message of the cross. So why would God display His love to us in such a way? What's the explanation for this love? Why does He love us? Why does He love sinners such as us? Why would He send His one and only Son to die in our place? Why would He do something like that? Look at verse 5. It tells us there. It says, Not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He does it not because we deserve it. He does it not because he looks at us and sees something good. He does it not because he sees what we can be. What good servants we can be. He does it for his mercy. That's what it says in verse 5. Because of his mercy he saved us. We may not understand it, but God saves us not because we earn it, deserve it, or have done anything to get it. He saves us because he wants to. He does it because it brings glory to his name. It isn't us or our works that produce salvation. It's the grace of God. It's his mercy. Ephesians 2 and verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. The most important message you'll hear today, the gospel message is a message of everlasting love. But not only that, it's a message of eternal life. It's a message of eternal life. Love is only part of the gospel message. The message of the gospel is also a message of life. Now we've already talked about Jesus dying for our sins, but the rest of the story, the rest of this most important message is how he rose again from the dead. If Jesus hadn't risen, if he were still in that tomb, you and I wouldn't have any hope. But he did walk out of that tomb alive. Matthew 28 tells us there when the women came to the tomb and the earthquake happened and the stone was rolled away and they saw the angel sitting there on top of the rock. And this is what the angel said to him in Matthew 28 and verse 5. Do not be afraid. For I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. And then he goes on and says. Go and tell the disciples. He's risen from the dead. and He's going ahead of you into Galilee. When a lost sinner believes the gospel message. 
The life of Christ is shared with them. Scripture says we're passed from death unto life when we come to Him by faith. And in verse 7 of our text there, it says, So that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This most important message is a message of everlasting love. It's a message of eternal life. And that's all summed up in that one verse, John 3, 16, that we all know so well. For God so loved the world, that's His everlasting love, that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. We see in that one verse the eternal life and the everlasting love. That's the gospel message. Those two things. But there's a third thing. This most important message of all. The most important message you and I will ever hear in our lifetime. Not only is it a message of God's everlasting love. and Not only is it a message of eternal life. But it's a message of everyday liberty. In the here and now. It's an everyday liberty that we enjoy. To live day to day. Free. From the penalty in the bondage of sin. See, when you and I receive the gospel message, we're liberated, we're rescued. We're free from that penalty of sin. We're free from spiritual death. We're liberated not to live as we want to live, but to live as we ought to live. Sin no longer has dominion over us. In Galatians 5, it says, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. See, when we come to Christ, that yoke is taken off. That ball and chain is taken off. And we're not to pick it back up again. When Jesus is our Savior, we've been set free. But, let's face it, as long as we live in this corruptible body, we're subject to temptation day after day after day. And we have to look for that everyday liberty that's provided for us. When we're tempted... Every day, God makes a way to avoid it. Listen to 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He'll also provide a way out so that you can endure it. We're free every day to choose the way out. We're free every day, liberated from the chains of bondage that are engraved with that three-letter word, S-I-N. We're free to make that choice. It's an everyday liberty. The most important message you and I will ever hear today, or any day for that matter, is the message of the gospel. And it's the message of everlasting love. The everlasting love of God poured out for you and for me when He sent His Son to die on the cross. It's a message of eternal life. The eternal life that we're given when we accept Jesus as Lord. And it's a message of everyday liberty. Everyday liberty we're given to live an abundant life while we continue on this life's journey on this earth. In the here and now, we can be free today with the hope of heaven later, the hope of eternal life later, free from that bondage of sin. And it's all because of Jesus Christ. He was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, suffered and bled and died for you and for me, and on the third day rose from the dead. And he sits at God's right hand right now, interceding and praying for you and for me. In your heart of hearts this morning, what's your response?
in your heart of hearts, what's your reaction to the gospel message? It's the most important message we'll ever hear. Way more important than anything we'll hear on TV tonight. Way more important than those $7 million spots. But it's free. It's a free gift. We just have to reach out and take it. Accept it by faith. We haven't talked about anything new this morning. Most of us have grown up in church. But maybe, just maybe, there's somebody here. Or maybe there'll be somebody later on listening online. Who, just like me, heard it with their ears for 30 years. But they heard it with their heart for the first time today. That was me. I heard it with my ears for 30 years. But finally one day I heard it with my heart. And that's what we need to be doing. Hearing it with our heart. Have you heard it with your heart this morning? Jesus died for you and for me. Jesus paid it all. Have you trusted Him for salvation? Have you trusted Him to make you white as snow? If not, He stands ready and willing and able to wash you. Make you clean if you'll come to him by faith. That's the most important message we'll ever hear the gospel message of Jesus. Would you respond as we pray? Father, we're grateful for your everlasting love, a love that we cannot comprehend. Father, we're so thankful for the eternal life that we have when we come to Jesus. Make Him Lord and Savior of our life. And Father, we're just so thankful for the everyday liberty that You give us to live as we ought to live, free from that dominion of sin. Father, it's my prayer that each and every one of us here today and each and every one that would hear this message later online would accept the most important message that they'll ever hear. And that's the gospel message of Jesus. Father, forgive us of our many sins. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen.